It's time for the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lock. I hit the 7 iron like John Daly hits the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8 Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. Now, Get ready for playing golf today. here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Good morning. Welcome to the A-Grades Golf Show on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside Mr. David Muddit in his Floridian shirt this morning. Fresh off, fresh off the airplane from Florida. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to ask, but I'll ask anyway. It looked terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, it was not, not, not good. Not good. First two days, it blew. I was gonna say the weather to had four. to be horrible. I mean, it was because the was, scores weren't good. It was miserable. Um, still, no excuse for that. Those numbers, but it was not very nice. I figured when I saw the leaderboard and the leader was like two under, I'm like, oh, I bet it's blowing like crazy. Or it something. was blowing like crazy, and just having played no golf, yep. you know, I, my foot was broken for a while, and <laughs> I mean, I hadn't hit a tournament shot since <laughs> September. You know, you're out there and it's blowing thirty miles an hour <laughs> left to right. It, I had no clue where it was going. Well, and that's like I've talked about that. I was think I was talking about that. Um, when I came back and I said, I miss tournament golf because those guys that are out there have been out there for months. And so they're like, they're in pretty good shape as far as tournament golf goes. And people don't understand, like, there's a huge difference when you step over a shot and, you know, making adjustments. It's a heck of a lot easier to make adjustments when you're in tournament, I guess, shape. If I, I don't know if there's a better term for that, but when you're playing in tournaments, like you can make adjustments pretty quick. You're just used to it. But you go out there, like you said, and it's just like, what the heck just happened? Like, how did I get there? That happens, you know. Well, it's just you you got to get into like a groove. And if, you don't, if you're not doing it very often, it's a lot harder to do that. Uh, most people probably don't know what that feels like. But, yeah, you, you just you get into a rhythm and a routine and it just the round goes quickly and, you know, it, everything – is smooth, but when you are struggling and you haven't played and you can't get into that, <laughs> it, you know, and you make a double or a triple or whatever, <laughs> you just you feel like you've got no way back from it. Especially at that level, I mean, much less a, an amateur, just regular golfer. But yeah, I mean, at that level, now you're like, dude, like I'm, it's, this is cooked. Like, how the heck do I stop the bleeding? Like, well, yeah, where I do mean, I go? I <laughs> didn't, I didn't make a birdie in two rounds. I. That, that's unheard of. The only time I've done that, I think, was the PJ at Quail Hollow. But it, it was it. Well, it wasn't easy. Yeah, no, it wasn't I, easy out there at all. But well, know, and that, I, so looking no forward, is fine. Looking, I'm, I'm, I was sick before I left, and I'm still <laughs> sick. I, I don't. Looking forward to like our 23 season, you know, because our season starts, and I, I, I think I was talking about this to my wife as I said. I'm going to have to go find other tournaments because we just don't have any tournaments here Sucks, I know. that are like individual grinder tournament stuff. I'm like, I'm going to have to go play somewhere. Like, I don't know where to play. Like, there's, we, we don't have anything. We used to have a ton of 
good pro-ams and you know there was one a week you could play in i had a i had Ammer text me the other day and said hey um are we going to this new mexico state tournament and i was like sorry dude they got rid of the ams like i'm not going it's not any of that anymore so we're just like you know we're losing and and i'm kind of whining for us like the opportunities for us to play individual stuff because that's how you get into tournament shape like you're talking about Go play some of these things, and there's just not a lot of them to do. No, I mean, it... it Scramble. COVID had something to do with it, but it was on the decline before that. I mean, these yeah. they all every course used to have a pro-am, basically. There was yeah. one a week you could not play anymore. There's not very many at all. No, uh, I mean... Oh, before we keep going, so I had a I had a request. A young gentleman named Jonas Palmer is an avid fan... So we're shouting out Jonas Palmer, who lives listens every week. Avid fan of the show. Of the show. So, Jonas, thanks for listening. We appreciate you, dude. Yep. Um, you know, and I, I had somebody there like, Jonas keeps asking. Like, he listens to you guys every week. So we have, you know, more and more of those that people love to listen. And Let's uh, we'll, let's bring him on one week. We'll, we'll Come shout on, Jonas. Let's see what you got. Jonas, yeah. Get us. Uh, what does this Jonas do? I don't know. What sort of golfer is he? No idea, but I know he's an avid listener. Well, Jonas, if you want to come on, we can rip you for an hour if you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll talk about your golf game, and we'll just let it. So, Jonas, there there you go, man. Reach out. We'll uh, we'll get you on. We'll do that sort of thing. And um, I've actually been thinking about that for a while. We should get someone on and just get diff- different insight. I mean, our insight is a lot more knowledgeable and experienced. And you know what others, we should? It, we it need would, some cart girls. We need a cart girl. We'll get their experience too. Like, oh god, what? Let's. So maybe I don't know. You know the Sandia one's pretty good. Maybe we'll reach out to some of them and see the cart cart girl stories. Cart girl stories. Cart girl oh stories. God. It could get ugly. It could. Get, <laughs> some people may get in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> we won't drop names, <laughs> but we'll have cart girl stories. The Cart Girl Confessions. Maybe we'll have to start doing a... They uh, they had this magazine when I was in Dallas. I'm sure they still have it. I forget what it was called. Maybe Texas Golfer or something like that. But every week they <laughs> they uh, focused on a cart girl from a golf course, right? <laughs> and they took a... You know, they did a whole picture thing yeah, of them. Like and bio and everything. And what they were doing and school and how long they've been doing it. And they... they they see the real, the real jackasses. That's oh, sure. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's probably even worse. Like I guess I don't know. Any golf is bad, but like afternoon has to be the worst. Weekend afternoons and then tournaments. Like they just see, they're like, oh my gosh, this, and they know the tournaments. So I'm sure they're like this group of people. I wonder how many of them have been been hit with a golf ball. Probably not. I wouldn't say. Uh, I bet a lot. I really? Bet, well, they're so clueless when they're driving around the golf course <laughs> half the time, right? Most of them. Yeah. It's like you're going to get pounded with a golf ball. They come up like the cart path right in front of a T-Bax. Just like it, hammering the... Yeah. That's true. So um, when I was at a golf course, actually, I would say like, hey, I'm going to go train. I would tell the bar, like, I'm going to train your cart girls. Like, Seriously, get me in it's there. It's not hard. You got to drive. I'm going to teach them to direction. drive backwards. I'm going to teach them when to stop. Yeah, like you know when you can approach a group. Like you know, don't approach them on 
nine green, like that's a little late. They're already making the turn, like they're wasting your time, you know, or how to circle because a lot of times they get stuck on the same three holes or the same side. And I'm like, I haven't seen you in like three hours. Where have you been? Well, yeah, there's a few reasons for that. <laughs> you get a group that's tipping heavy and drinking a lot. Of course, they're going to make the effort to stay around that group, yeah. which is fair. I it, get it's it. fair enough. I mean, it, they, they're there to make money and they can make a lot a lot of money of money on a weekend at Paradise Hills, for example, or oh a weekend at Sandia. I mean, I, I bet. I I mean, they make in the thousands over over on a Saturday. I bet sometimes over a thousand dollars. I bet you. I won't confirm or deny, but I do know a cart girl that works at one of the courses. Yeah. And one day I asked her. I said, "Hey, I said, you, did you guys have something last weekend or whatever?" She's like, "Yep." She's like, I took home eight hundred. Yeah, that's just tips. So that are probably like cash tips. That's not counting like the credit card, and I don't know how all that works. But about twenty years ago, one day, one shift. She didn't even work the whole day. She yeah, worked one it's, shift. It's insane. About twenty years ago, uh, my girlfriend was a cart girl at Prestonwood Country Club, which is where I was working, and she was going off to college. One of the guys gave her five thousand dollars to go to college. <laughs> Yeah, because she was just such a good cart girl, and she yeah, was yeah, so yeah. nice and talkative, and yeah, they, I mean, it's it's an opportunity to like meet people that can completely change your life. Oh, too. you're good at a good at a good club. Like, let's just say you're at a good club or whatever. And I don't even know. I, you know, I don't like to say who's a good club here, or who's a bad club. But like you said, in let's talk Dallas. Like, you're at a good club in Dallas. There's a very good chance that you're going to end up working for something or they're going to offer you an opportunity if you're not a freaking dingbat right like so as long as you have a brain when when you did you when you did your pga stuff i don't know if it was the same when you did it as when i did it when i finished the last thing you had to do was a report on on an issue in the golf business oh yeah yeah right yep so we did that. this is a little different than the cart girl thing but it's the same type of thing it's it's a family right these private clubs like when i worked at lakewood it was a family. If something happened to you yep. or your family, all the members stand up and help you out. Absolutely. Financially, in any way, they would do it. Um, so I did my report on keeping good assistance in the golf business because you're in the shop making 30 grand a year salary. <laughs> if that. Yeah. You, te- you have to teach. I mean, don't get me wrong. I made a lot of money teaching, but if I was closing the shop from 12 to close, which is 12 to like, Eight o'clock. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. I was there at eight, seven or eight yep. in the morning teaching seven to eight, eight to nine, nine to ten. True. 100%. Ten to eleven, eleven to twelve. I, I'm, I mean, I'm there all day. Yep. And then you've got these guys that are like, look, I, I run a hedge fund. Come work for me. I'll pay you 150 grand a year. I'll teach it to you. Yep. They're gone in a flash. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You work Monday to Friday, eight to four. And it, your work life balance has improved exactly. dramatically. Yeah. And, and you can probably play more golf. Yeah, it's it. A golf course is so expensive to run. It is hard to get good people. But if you are good at it and you end up in a good spot, there's no telling what that can do for your life. I mean, it really, really can. There's so many. Scott Lieberworth, for yeah. example, was he's in the business. Per- he's exactly what happened to him. See, he's in the business forever. Golf coach at New Mexico State, then then UTEP, did a great job, had some great players, had some great teams, and 
someone comes along and says, look, here's an opportunity for you to yeah. make more money, work less, never have to travel. Yeah. As a, a golf group. coach, you're traveling a lot, right? And he's got, he has a young daughter and a wife that works. It's like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, it, you're 100% on it, that. So, yeah, I mean, working at a golf course, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be your career. Now, it certainly can be. It's turned into our careers, right? Yeah, absolutely. But if someone came to you and offered you 150 grand a year to work Monday to Friday, <laughs> 8 to 4, you're going to take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're definitely going to exactly. take a super you're hard look. think about it. Like, exactly. Yep. Your, your decision's going to be made, like, yep. almost before you do that, obviously, with, you know, whatever. But It's a little, still, diff- little different in Albuquerque, just because there's not as many people, there's not as much opportunity and, and that sort of stuff, but... Well, I mean, uh, here's the other thing. I, you know, as you were talking about that in good spots, I think of Preston Trail in Dallas, and we've talked about that. Cameron Doan, you know, who's from, I think, Roswell area, Arte- Silver City area. Artesia, Roswell, yeah. Yeah, so he's out there. And I actually asked him when I was out there because I went out there and, you know, got to practice and play yeah. and visit and talk to him and pick his brain. I said, dude, your people in here? Like, you know, I was talking about his pros because they have like they, eight of them. They go through assistance <laughs> so much. And I go, why is everyone like look so happy here? Like, and he's like, I rotate them through. He's like, I try not to put them in the shop forever, and then people pick them off. Yeah, like left and right. I know because it's such. I mean, well, I'm on Preston Trails. An that's assist- on your resume. An assistant. <laughs> I applied a couple of different times to Preston Trail when I was in Dallas, and I didn't end up getting either of them. Um, but an assistant's job at Preston Trail. It's a great job. Don't get me wrong. It, it yeah. can set you up for the rest of your career. I think it will. But you don't make much money, but it's a great experience. And the reason you don't make much money is because there's only 200 members. Only 80 of them live in Dallas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Got so, you. And they're taking lessons from Jeff Barton and Cameron Doan. Correct. So you don't get very many lessons. Yep. But what you do get, you get to play in all the tournaments. You get those fantastic facilities. You meet some great people. You meet... President President Bush, for God's sake, is a member there. <laughs> yeah. You know, Trevino's hanging out there all, all the all time. All the sports stars. You can go. You can go anywhere from there and and do really, really, really well. Well, I know. I think there's been a couple of the guys that have worked there that I've heard have gone on to like, you know, a club in Kansas City that's just as good as Preston Trail and these places. So that's kind of you know for them, like you said, a huge stepping stone. And who knows? Maybe the, those of those two hundred that you said. Those guys are members at like multiple clubs. Yeah, I mean that. So they're going to say, "Hey, we want you and California at my club over there." We yeah. just lost this guy. Well, we've got a pro member, and yeah, we're leaving on the jet in the morning. Let's go. Okay, that's it's 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 a uh, there's some great opportunities, but like I said, it's the hardest thing about keeping the good people in the golf business is that you quality. It's hard to have a good quality of life. It really, really is. Yeah, and it's, in the beginning, but to get to that point, you got to put in years and years, <laughs> dude, of I'm hours. So, I'm so glad you said that. Like that was that's a discussion that I've had, and I'm just like, you put in so much work to finally get to like a point because you spend so many yeah. years like doing all the you know for lack of better the freaking crap work. Yep, you're the like you said, you know, you're teaching at eight in the morning till eleven fifty. You go in the shop from twelve to eight. Yep. Then you do it again. Then you want to work on your game. 
So when do you do that? You know, and, and then you, you go home do and, you, and your wife like wants to talk, and you're just like, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> no, and it's a massive issue, right? Like, yeah, it becomes yep. a huge, huge thing because you're just like. And I'll tell you, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did it for years at multiple different places, and then when I got up at Paco, I was still doing it, and then Basham obviously got sick, you know. Yep. God bless Bob Basham and rest in peace, but. You know, once he got really sick and was in the hospital, and I, I took over, based basically, he, yeah, he was still hired, but was yeah, never yeah, there. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm, I, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I, I just, I can't, I can't yeah, yeah. be at the counter for eight hours and do everything that needs to be done, and and there's just, it's a, it's a tough business, and and these people don't realize that i don't think they realize that a lot of the time how hard that is to no, do no it's you're dude you're I, and i'm telling you i think it's a huge problem in the pga obviously you know the pga is the one that takes the brunt of that yeah. but i think they're trying to teach owners and tribes and boards like hey guys like we're not we're running out of pros we don't have a lot of good people yeah because this is what's happening and it's tough and i mean what do you like I mean, it's it's you don't want that you like you said you want the good people to stay but they don't have to be there on saturday and sunday or they don't have to be there you know from sun up to sundown like i think it just needs to be a little bit of a relax like well they I also think, have a family they have other things going on and this this will be a very controversial comment um especially with us, here for us having new mexico state in our in our section those programs oh yep have, in my opinion, not been good for the golf business. They f- yeah. they flood they flood the market basically with all these people that think being a golf pro is playing golf and teaching and and yeah they come out and and they're completely clueless. <laughs> they're like, wait, what? Yeah, they they do a three month internship. Every summer or whatever, right? They have to do, and then they have to do one at the end for I don't know six months before they get their class A or whatever. And I'm like, back when back when I did it, back I think back when you did it, yeah, you were a little after me, I think, but you do it while you are working. No, it's exactly what eighty hours a week. I you're ha- doing yes. it, and you are learning yes. the job. They're not learning anything no, that is relevant. Now, Pat Gavin would come on here and tell me completely the opposite. But I would say you are correct. <laughs> and I think most people that did it the old-fashioned way... You're in the grind. Yeah, and you, and you are learning. It makes it very, very difficult to get your coursework done. Now, this coursework is not... It's not rocket science. No, not at all. It's not rocket science. And does it, does it really help you? Uh, portions of it, maybe. Yeah, you, might, yeah. you might read something that says, oh, that's, that's a good idea, or, or whatever. But... You know, yeah, like I said, you're there from eight to eight, and then you've still got book work, hours of coursework to get done, <laughs> and you've only got two years per level to do it, and before you know it, a year and a half's gone, and you're like, oh my God. If, and if you work, you know, like we did, like over the summers, right, like you're swamped, you got camps, you got this, you got lessons, you got playing, you got this, and then you hit the winter, and you don't want to do coursework, you're like, I just want to sit in here at my house when it's yeah. six o'clock and dark. And maybe watch a show. Yeah. And I, and I think they've made that a little easier for these guys now, with it all being 
online and they can do local testing. They don't have yeah. to. Fl- oh. I, had to, I had to fly to Florida three times for a week oh each gosh. time. That's, well, I did too, but not for the testing, just for the classes. But we yeah. did we did it all. We did testing and we did the seminars Jeez. for a week long. And if you failed one of you your had tests, to go back. you had to come back and oh. do it all again. That's annoying. I forget which level one of, one of mine was, but the guy from Hawaii who had to go days. to Port St. Lucie failed. One test. Then he's back. <laughs> and they're like, all right, well, we've got to skirt. He goes, can I just stay and do next week's one? Because it, it, <laughs> it's I am, worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 6,000 miles from home. Oh like, I'm not gosh. going home to come back. I just, I'll stay and do it. And that's what they let him do. But that's ridiculous. It, it's. All right, well, we got to take a quick break. Thanks. Um, we're going to have Derek Gutierrez from Santa Ana Twin Warriors on in the next session. So um, I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction. If you're in need of club repair, please email me at gespinosa at This is the 8th Grady Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Let's get back to the 8th Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Welcome back to the 8th Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. we got a special guest with us today. we got Mr. Derek Gutierrez from Santa Ana Twin Warriors. So, Derek, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you coming on. Also the District 12. Oh, yeah, 12? District 12 District Director. 12 director. He's got all kinds of like, so that means how big in- is your business card, dude? Like, it's got to be like that big. <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> I don't even. Ha- I hand them out to, to young professionals now, and and they they're like, "What's that?" I'm like, "It's a business card." I'm like, well, scan my phone, scan my QR code. I'm like, "Okay, but yeah, it's a small card." So that's funny. I know. So um, so that what well, basically that means he's not in charge of, but oversees the three sections: Sun Country, Northern Texas, and Southern Texas PGA. Correct. But what exactly does that entail? So there's 41 sections. We've talked about it uh, at our section level. There's 41 sections, and so, I, yeah, I represent, to your point, northern Texas section, southern Texas section, and, of course, our section, which I think is the best section in the whole country, Sun, uh, Sun Country section, all of New Mexico and uh, El Paso County. And so, basically, I sit on the national board of directors and represent this region on matters of governance, membership issues, tournaments, championships, just all, you know, the list goes on and on, and so... My voice at the table is always in the best interest, hopefully, of our district. Uh, and then, of course, our 28,000 members and apprentices all over the country. Which is tricky because North, <laughs> North Texas and South Texas are like... That's some massive that's a sections world right of there. difference between them and us. Yeah, where we might have 170 members in our section. I think uh, I was just in Southern Texas last week, 837 members. Goodness gracious. And then the week prior, I was in Northern Texas, and I think they're approaching 900 members. So a little bit of different... Well, and I think ours ours is so tough because it's such a massive area Mm -hmm. that some of these people are so secluded, even though we have 100 – how many did you say we had? 175 is my guess. Yeah, I mean, how many many are really active? Like 60? Well, just look. You go from Farmington down to Hobbs. Like that's – I mean – driving it's nine hours or whatever it is we're well, yeah. in the state of texas they have their they have they have chapters within oh, their northern that's right so, and you we know, just don't we have had, enough people to have a chapter you know if though. we had 300 400 members then we could have a couple of chapters within yep. the section yep. and it would make it a lot easier for them to attend education and meetings and yep. and potentially playing opportunities so i mean they have those those, those chapter tournaments they have a lot of them a lot well they did when i was there a lot of chapter tournaments a lot of playing opportunities yep. for yep. sure so. yeah that's, I mean, and you know, I guess I'll just go to the continuing playing opportunities you guys 
have host. You guys have had, I'll say a year, but it's going to probably be for you. It probably seems like five years, but you guys have had, you know, a massive kind of run here. You had the women's PGA cup. You had the senior national championship. And now in the next, what, how you probably know the days, what's the countdown? April 30th through May 3rd. I probably 80 days away before the PGA is actually on property 60 to 80 days. And, here, here before you know it, you know that's so. our big dog. That's the PGA that's National the Championship. Yep. 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 PGA so Professional National Championship. It's for great. us, that's the big dog. Yep. Three hundred and twelve guys, and twenty of them are going to Oak Hill. Yeah, so we have three hundred and twelve of the best women and men club professionals from all over the country. Uh, David, you've played in this event several times, and uh, just really an honor to host to have our members come out and play our two facilities. We always talk about showcasing everything out at the Pueblo Santa Ana, but. Really, big picture, once they're done, the top 20, the team of 20, yep. get to go play in the PGA Championship. Uh, also something, David, uh, here to my right, has done. And yeah. so uh, just an unbelievable experience as a club professional to be playing one of the four majors. So 20 will go on from here to play in that. So it'd be exciting to see him contest that here uh, in a few weeks. It is, and, and Oak Hill's where I played in my very first one, too, and it's the coolest place, the coolest little golf I mean, course. you talk about bet. it's so awesome to see, like, you're going to see these guys. You want to see some good golf like on that last day like they're those guys that are in the hunt for the 20 and you know yep. it's it's just I mean I'll, t- I'll tell it you is this. Ridiculous. That the five times that I qualified for the PGA Championship not one single time did the number get better on the final day. So if you Oh were, yeah, if, it drops. If, if it, it plummets like i'm not even joking <laughs> you want to post and then just go sit in the clubhouse the one year in uh monterey i think i shot 70 70 70 the final two days i went from like 75th to fourth jeez Louise. four under par wow it, uh, because it you got you watch these guys on tv and you think they're dealing with pressure of course they're dealing with pressure it's a whole different type of pressure <laughs> than what you're gonna watch these guys you you want to go Watch guys struggle and, and really see pressure. Go watch them play. Well, especially the for day. these guys, you've talked about it, like how life changing, career changing. Like, yeah, these guys don't play for a living. They're you know they're one of us three. Like, and you could say and, for the rest of your life, yeah. you played in a major championship. So they are. They're gonna you know that yeah. stuff for them is way different than the tour guys that do it yeah. day in day out yeah. every single week. These guys, you know, for the most part, don't do it day in day out. Well, I, I remember watching last year. Um, was it last year? No, the one before that where it was in Florida, where it was at Port St. Lucie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy's inside the number by two shots on 18. Oh, gosh. 18 at the Wanamaker. Like doubles that hole. He's in the fairway, hits it in the water, drops, hits it in the water again. Game over. Dream gone. You're like out. just, Just like that, you know? I mean, and he has to live with that for the rest of his life. Oh, what a game. You know, it's, <laughs> it's brutal. If you, if you really want to... And I know you're it's, looking for volunteers, and this would be a great chance to to, to really see. It's it's a really cool event, especially seventeen, eighteen. Like I caddied one of the years when it was there, and seventeen. Like I know people think that's an easy. But guys are hitting it in the junk. It's and an awkward tee is, shot, seventeen, and then eighteen is, is a very awkward tee yeah. shot. So like in the wind always, so you don't take enough club off the fairway. Like those two holes will. Well, <laughs> if it's blowing and it's cold. Good God! If yeah, because I mean it's it's late April, early May. It's you know sometimes yeah. we've had snow in April. I was going to say so we're hoping snow. for good weather. I think the conditions are going to be firm and it's going to blow. I, I mean, wonder have they ever had to cut that event short by a day? Not at yeah. our place because it was typically the two times we hosted before was in in, in June. June. 
And so when they wanted to book this this year, they asked for a week earlier, and we pushed it out a week just for aeration, yeah. things of that nature. But tip, I would love to have this in June. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are, and, and so but there, there's a legitimate chance that this isn't a four round golf tournament. Very well. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we obviously could, hope it is. It could happen. It, the course could be covered in snow for two days. Yeah, it I could, mean, it, it really could, could be. Oh my God. Well, and it's you know, uh, so anywhere I go, you know, I was you were in Florida, you and Steve were there last week. I was there the week before. But when you get paired with guys, the cool thing is they're like, wait, Albuquerque? Twin Warriors? I'm always like, holy crap. Like, you get so many guys that have played, and they're like, oh, we love that property. And then they start talking, you know, about both of them. And I'm just like, it. so it makes an impact on these guys. They love it. It's like, shocking how many people know about Twin Warriors. We were sitting at the Orlando at the PGA Merchandise Show. We were having cocktails after the show. And at the Hyatt there, the hotel, there's probably two or 300 people in there, mostly golf pros. And you know me, I just, I like to talk to everybody. And there's these young pros in their Navy coats and their khaki slacks <laughs> and they're having cocktails. And I just went up and started talking to him. And, and uh, uh, Kelly's his name. I forget his last name. But he's like, yeah, Twin Warriors, I'll be there in, in April. <laughs> and so, I mean, just a small world. He'll be here uh, playing for, for the PPC representing uh, New Jersey PGA and hoping to get into the, to the team of 20. Yeah, that's awesome. I, the only question, I'll tell you, Derek, the only question the guy asked me is he's like, are they going to fix those bunkers? Because I played there last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, get, we get a lot of feedback on bunkers, so we're working on it. And- I was like, I don't know. I was like, I have no idea. But, you know, he's that was his one his one uh, complaint or whatever. Send me his name. Yeah, I, to be honest, I, don't, I was paired with him, but I don't even remember. But well, he, was, I thought- he was a senior, so he played yeah. in the senior, and he's senior. coming back for the so- – so the bunkers at Santa Ana were fine. We had we tried to get them all done at Twin, and I think there was a couple that didn't. The fairway bunkers need some work, but uh, greenside bunkers they're they're working on them as we speak. And, I told and, them don't hit it in there. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I mean <laughs> they are supposed that. to be a hazard, right? I <laughs> yeah, mean exactly. Um, but yeah, the the event over the last twenty years has really become huge, and and Twin have had it. This is be the third time. Correct. So, yeah. um, the two winners were was it. Uh, Mike Small and Scott Hebert was correct. Uh, yeah. No, was it Mike, Mike Small? Mike Small won one of them for sure, and I thought so, it was Scott Hebert. Won Hebert was uh, he was defending at our place in 09. Oh, okay. And I can't remember who I should remember, but I can't remember who won in 09. The signed in the pro shop yeah. right there. Want to say yeah. was, want to say it's like Philo, but I could be wrong. no Philo. Uh, no, that's who that's who Sig caddied for, and then they oh, he then took he went Sig to Oak Hill. To yeah. Oak Hill, that's, that's right. funny. It's Oak Hill again. Yep. Yeah, and here yeah. it is again. Are you? Um, are you looking for volunteers, Derek? What do you need? How? Wh- so uh, there's there's all kinds of ways to participate. Yep, in this thing. Yep. And I've always said you don't you can't pull these events off without oh. an awesome volunteer base. Yeah. And so we need we're looking for about 200 volunteers. And if you go to mynewmexicogolf.com, mynewmexicogolf.com, there's a link to all the different things you can do: transportation, registration, live leaderboard, uh, walking scores. Um, uh, there's just there's, there's a bunch of areas where you can help, and so go there to sign up. It's fifty five dollars. You get a uniform, meals when you're working, and you get a free round of golf at Twin Warriors Golf Club, which is always a nice, a nice deal. And so, uh, just really asking the community to support us. We're trying to partner up with so many different organizations that we're partners with, like ALS and uh, Hispano Chamber of Commerce, Rio Rancho Chamber of Commerce, trying yep. to recruit volunteers. And so, reached out to Joe Neal, and we're going to be uh, partnering up on some marketing with with the station here to to get some help. But we really urging and asking for help at this time and uh, it's a great way to see uh, david was kind of leaning towards that point to watch some really really exceptional tremendous golf you know live and in person and potentially see you know someone go on to a major and, and really have an impact there so 
It's a great yeah, there's opportunity. Some, there's some cool like there's some cool you're, stories. You're gonna run into some like turds for sure, but there are a lot of really good guys. Yeah. <laughs> so as a volunteer, like you know, most of those guys are pretty good, and you know, it's it's I think it's fun to do that sort of stuff because you feel like you're involved. Like you're like, oh my gosh, I was walking and that's the guy. Yeah, like are, that yeah. guy right there is yeah. the dude, or you know, whatever. I, I mean, there's so many different things. I don't know if. Are you guys needing caddies too? Yeah, who's doing we're, that? So we we were responsible for caddies in the years past. We're not. I got you. We have no lift with caddies, which is okay. That's a that's. I a was gonna say because I it, did it one of the years. Yeah, you so. did. I remember, yeah, you you did, and it was of the three hundred players. You know, we probably had to to find one hundred and fifty caddies, and then players were coming in, and you know that caddy had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> Couldn't read putts, and it's like, well, hey, I mean, yeah, he carried your bag for Pete's sake. It's yeah, it tough. I'm, I had a 13 year old there for me one time. <laughs> that's at elevation yeah. and Twin Warriors. Yeah, that's true too. Someone carrying your bag is a big. Oh my god, so that's such a such yeah. a tremendous. I didn't uh, challenge Well, at least you might you won't have to worry about the rattlesnakes quite as much at the end of April. No, start, they were man. bad in October when we had those events. But yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully it'll. St- a little too early for the snakes uh, in the spring. Because so. I remember caddying, and I, I, I say this all the time, I don't know what year it was, but I was young. I was probably mid-20s, early 20s, and I, after the second day, and obviously you have practice rounds or whatever too, but I was like, my feet are freaking killing me, and I hate twin. Like, yeah. Yeah. the walk from like 10, 11, 12, 13, I was like, I'm done. Yeah, like, we don't this, shuttle. There's no shuttles to the range. There's no shuttles from, you know, uh, twelve to thirteen and 13 that's a horrible You're walk on your own, too. Yeah. Like that seven miles. <laughs> it's seven miles. T to green, eighteen holes. At well, I used to do. We used to do the U.S. Open qualifier there every year. It's uh, carrying your own bag. It's brutal. Yeah, it's no, it's yeah. it's rough. So yeah. you know, and, and they they have to have caddies. They are not allowed to carry their own bag. Oh, like I got the PNC, you. not the US, the the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the club pro. They have to have no a carts, caddy. No caddies. Yeah, I mean, no uh, carrying your own bag. Well, yeah, Nada, I I find it interesting, and I don't know. It's I'm not. I'm on the low end of the totem pole. Maybe Derek's a little higher, but how come they don't shuttle from like the like the front of that putting green to the range? They just no. Just just kind of they at Barton that's Creek. A there was a at far Barton walk. Creek last year. Zach and I went. Zach Hofel, our head pro, went and sighted the event, and it was a further walk to that range. And they just they just didn't want to to provide transportation. You got a caddy. <sighs> well, it's a mess. Walk. I mean, you've got you've got a hundred and sixty guys each day. The first two days. Oh, that's yeah, on I two mean, tracks. Yeah, and yeah. then you've got yeah. The other thing is you got to bring in the equipment. We have shuttle cars, but you know, for a lift like that, you have to have club car, their partner, bring in utility vehicles and carts to do that and it just gets a little oh yeah i guess that makes it's it a lot of this place a lot yeah. of traffic it's a lot of congestion and then you're yeah, dealing with staffing and volunteers the tv towers because it's televised no like not it's, to mention that's right by the first tea box right in the back as yeah. someone's about to take it back um all right we got to take a quick break we'll be right back this is jerome espinosa on espn radio for the eight greatest golf show we'll talk we'll Cut back with you here in a few minutes. Let's get back to the eight greatest golf show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the Eight Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio. I am Director of Instruction at Eight Greatest Golf. You'll hear myself and David Munnett talking New Mexico golf or really golf in general, I guess. Not even just New Mexico golf. Saturdays 10 to 11. Um, with us is a ho- uh, kind of co host, Derek Gutierrez from Santa Ana Twin Warriors. You know, we just finished talking the PNC and, you know, our big our big thing. But there's 
I mean, it's golf season, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we have snow, but it's golf season and we're, you know, shoring up for all kinds of things. PGA Junior League has kicked off all registrations for PGA Junior League. We're hosting one to eight Grady. So I know there's a bunch. I was looking this morning. There's all over town. You guys are hosting one, Derek. I saw Asleta's hosting one. Sandia always has theirs. Sandia is um, incredible. That, Sandia they, is. Nick does such a good job there, man. Well, then I was, so the junior leagues, which I was looking at is pretty interesting to me is, I don't know what your son, but one of the dads, I think it's a Sonnenberg dad, his kids are up and he commented and was like, this is the best program for kids for golf. Like PGA junior league is amazing. It is. And it's, you don't have to be good at it. So parents don't think like your junior golfer has to, you know, um, be the kid that's playing in all these individual tournaments. It's two person scramble. It's a great format. The coaches are really good. You have a you have a practice. It, they treat it like, you know, little league or basketball. You have one yeah. practice on the week, and then you have a game. Normally Sunday afternoons, um, we're always trying to you know be cognizant of the golf courses and use up the the days that are the slowest. So Sunday afternoon, and um, it, it's a great program. So get on the PGA Junior League website. Find a course close to you. Go join that team. Well, I mean, g- golf is such a lonely sport, typically, right? <laughs> it I totally mean, is. To, to have a teammate at that age is bringing people to play golf and that will probably play golf for the rest of their life that, oh. that they probably wouldn't have otherwise. No, it's you're like, right. It's like we talk about ladies walking into pro shops, right? Yeah. They hate doing it because it's, it's full of males. Yeah. And as soon as you walk through the door, they're looking at you. It's intimidating. It's no, it's no different. Yeah. Playing golf on your own is a hell of a lot harder than playing with a partner. <laughs> yeah. And it's not as much fun. No. They, so, well, and then they have the jerseys and like, so it's like a, you're right. Yeah. It's like a team. Like, you know, I'll, I always use Sandia because they're the one that's has gone the furthest, but they see themselves as like a huge, all those kids in that program. We've got Sandia Junior League because like, it's become like a brand for them. It yep. really has. Well, and this is this is this is their this last. Is the year. This is their last chance. Yeah, this is their last chance to get to nationals. They've We're going to take them down. They've been dude. close the last two years. They lost in the take final match last year. And they were really close. They do a great job. Yeah. And, and, well, and did you go to that? No, I didn't. Well, I wasn't invited to that one. But uh, <laughs> I may have been able to crash a party and, and being right next door and you know over in Arizona there. Maybe next year or this year I'll go ahead and check. I'd love to check it out. But oh, if they can get to the Nationals, that'd be so cool. Yeah, I would go support that. They, they, yeah, Nick and, and his team there at Sandia, that they do an incredible job. Set the bar really high, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot again this year. We're talking with uh, Clint Begay over at Nota Begay Foundation yep. to see if we can get them to to get a team together too. And uh, so hope, hopefully that'll happen. But you know, this thing was. You, as you both know, this was developed several years ago to combat soccer and little league baseball. You drive by those soccer fields anywhere in Albuquerque, you're the ones out at San Antonio. Oh they're always gosh, you guys. Well, you should say. know more than anyone, yeah, Jerome, exactly. right? So we, we went through that process, and, and it's just like, why aren't kids playing golf? And so I think the concept of, you know, his point about being lonely, and, you know, it's team concept. They have uniforms with their names on them and practice and an event, and it just feels like a team sport. And so – it's it's really been a huge hit, and I look for it to continue to grow and be popular. PJ comes up with a lot of programs over the years. Well, I'll tell you I this: think this is probably I'm going to burst best, your bubble. The best one that they've come up with. They didn't come sure. up with it. So when I started, it was by a company out of Georgia that had said we're going to do this two person scramble, uh, and, and so they ran it for like two years. And then the PGA was like, "We bought it. Yeah. Hold on a second, this thing is amazing." So that's that's so the they same bought as it. Youth on course. 
because that was that was the, the the north northern California section, and then the PGA bought that from them. I'm guessing, right? I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't think. I don't know PGA, about youth on course. But they're endorsing and supporting it. I don't know yeah. if we bought it, but oh, I, okay. but PGA Junior League, yes. Is yeah. The so they took it over because I remember as we were going through it, it was like me and Sig and Ron Allen, a bunch of guys, uh, Tom Yost. We obviously were like, oh, we hope the PGA doesn't mess it up because they're going to do this. But then they, you know, they made the national championship and. Um, you know, you can always complain about programs or whatever, but I thought it was brilliant because it's off a little league model. Like you have your home league that yeah. you play in and then the better players can go to the all-stars and do all that. And again, you know, we, I've talked to Nick several times that the all-stars are like the real deal. Those kids are oh my God, freaking yeah. good. You, well, you've seen it. You I were there last year. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. There's some really good players. Now, I will say, by making the national championship a televised event and stuff, oh, it, it has changed that. Yeah, 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 dramatically. But it's still that's the, that's the, that they're the group that are going to play golf anyway. Correct. Right? The the impact is down is down the bottom from the kids that they're not going to be on the all star team. But th- this may get them into golf for the rest of their life. Well, and it's you know I was going down the road right. or, or whatever. Derek would appreciate this, I'm sure, because he's obviously in the GM role over at Santa Ana and Twin, but when you have, so let's, I'll just use Sandia, right? Cause they're the model. They have a hundred kids that changes your entire operation, your food and beverage that changes your tea times that changes. Like we said, the brand, like there's a lot of money coming in from those kids and that program that I don't know if you'd ever, you'd have that. I mean, when I used to run at a golf course, they would have to shut the restaurant down on practice nights and game nights because people are like, Oh, let's go in there. They got great food. And then your restaurant is loaded with 60 kids and their parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts. And in New Mexico, I mean, that could be 200 people. The ancillary sales are huge. Wine, beer, sodas, food. (laughs) Matt Long used to say Wednesdays at Sunday are behind the bar is the biggest day of the week by an absolute mile. Well, and it's incredible. But but bigger than that, when these kids drive – Yes. And they're in town. If they're still here and they have the ability to spend their money wherever they yep. want, guess where they're going to go? They're yeah. going to go to the courses they grew that up That place on. treated yeah. me good they're building when your, I was a kid. Their future customer base. It's right in front of you. And yeah. it's, it's an awesome. And, and, yeah, they do a great job at Sandia. And I think uh, there's a lot of good programs. I think Henry down in Las Cruces yeah, Henry does a wonderful does. job, too. And so it's a, it's a wonderful program. And, and the, you know. Well, they let, Sandia let the kids have the run of the place, really. I mean, they, they can come practice whenever they want. Um they can play for five dollars. That they they do it right. I mean, the the amount of kids that they have. Just think of the parents that now play at Sandia because of that. Oh, I mean, it's, it's it's outrageous. And you're not even. I mean, I guess you could even go down. You could go down every avenue, right? Like now, you're fitting these kids for clubs because they're like Nick Knee is yeah. my coach, and I want to go there. You, I mean, you know, it's when the program when. I have a huge problem when the golf courses don't embrace that program. Like, no, we don't want the kids. I'm like, you have just missed massive yeah. amounts. Yeah. You know, because they're looking for right now. They're looking for 2023. Sure. I don't have this many members. I don't have that. It's like, well, you've just missed in 10 years. This place is going to have them all. And then you're going to be begging, like, where are they? Well, that place treated them really good. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, it, I don't. They remember. They oh, heck remember. yeah, they'll remember. Sure yep. and, well, and then they're going to take their family and they're going to take their friends and, you know. it's well, and, and you both have kids. I have, you know, my kids are grown. I have, I have grandkids. 
where else can you really have it? I mean, what a safe place for kids to hang out. You can literally <laughs> drop a, your kids off at a golf course and know they're going to be okay. Yeah. My mom used to drop me off at 8 o'clock in the morning and didn't pick me up till 10 <laughs> o'clock at night for years. <laughs> I mean, literally. I mean, and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to show some love. We got our city of Albuquerque complexes are awesome. We got grave, you know, the city of Albuquerque Parks and Rec Department do a great job with our golf courses. You know, you've got Paradise Hills, you've got San Ana Golf Club, Twin Warriors Golf Club, you've got Sandia Golf Club, uh, and I could go on and on. And, and Isleta, they're just great spots and, and a lot of good quality golf courses for these kids to develop and hang out. Literally, we have kids in the summer that are with us all day, <laughs> and it's 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 funny to see a little eight or nine year old plot a debit card and. And buy a bucket of balls or pay his five dollar youth on course fee, yeah. and then go they're over there having a cheeseburger and swipe. It's like, you know, this is little adults, yeah, developing, and, and it's just uh, I love it. I well, and for me, it. I think that you know I was obviously a basketball guy for years and years. Like to be honest, us basketball kids were kind of freaking turds. Like we could golf kids for the most part are super respectful. Very. Like they understand fixing ball marks. They understand you know how to interact with adults. You know, for the most, like, that's a huge life skill that, like, well, I the think, golf community just kind of breeds that. So well, I think it's, th- this has directly changed how golf courses are viewed now. Um, back in the day, let's just say 20 years ago, you, you go to a golf course, your shirt had to be tucked in, you had to have a collar, right? You had to have the right socks on. America's never been as bad as where I grew up, but when I was growing up, I couldn't even wear ankle socks. If I, if I was wearing shorts, I was not allowed to wear ankle socks. <laughs> they had to I had be to, up. They had to come. They had to come halfway up your leg, right? You go in the clubhouse after five o'clock. You had to have a blazer on. Are you serious? It, this Good this night. sort of stuff is changing the vision and the view of of golf courses. Now, like I said, it's never been that bad in America. But there's still those old fashioned people that don't, oh, don't want women and kids on the golf course. But these programs are changing that. And there's a lot of girls doing the PGA Junior League, which yeah, is tons. huge. It's great. Just huge. If you don't have if you don't have the women involved, the men aren't gonna play as much. <laughs> no, One. heck no. And the women are the ones that are gonna spend the money. They're gonna buy the clothes in the shop. The guy'll have a beer in the bar or whatever. But if if you get the family there, think about that. You got one dad that goes in has a couple of beers, something to eat, and plays golf. Or you've got him and his two kids and his wife. Yeah. Right? No, right. I mean, no, it's correct. I mean, it's, and you know, like I said, Derek, you probably know this better than anyone. We were in Disney World a couple weeks ago. I told my wife, I go, I wonder if these guys do the average spend per person here. And I'm like, my guess is that it's $1,000 per person. If they get five people to walk in the gate, they're trying to get $1,000 out of each person on average. Like that drives up your per person if you have five of them. They absolutely measure all of that stuff. We used to do it at Paco. We we knew KPI every person through the door, the average amount of money that that person was going to spend. We know the average F and B spend, the merchandise spend, yeah. uh, you know, beverage cart. You can how much is spent on the golf cart, and and you have to track that stuff. And, and Disney, it's probably it might even be north of a thousand dollars. It's ridiculous. As I did mine, I'm like. Yeah, they probably got that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> like that's pretty close. Yeah. But I mean, you know, with it, it still baffles me. I know, David, you said that some of these things have like grown, but I'm telling you, I just heard the other day about a club that made a junior membership, the age of 38, 
And so the price triples when he turns 38. And I'm like, you have just driven out a family. He's got two girls, yeah. a wife and him. You just drove them. They're gone. Yep. They yeah. left. They left the club because you made that decision. I'm like, is it really worth it? Like, I mean, what do you want? Do you want a bunch of, I don't know, I hate to say this, a bunch of 70, 80-year-olds, or do you want like a really good mix? If it's me, I want a really good mix. Yeah, that that's that is a tricky one too. But yeah, you you are, yeah you're losing good people sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I just the I always look at the health. I, I always say it's like a church too, right? Well, like if you have a bunch of gray hairs, well, in they're gonna go somewhere and play golf. So they're still they're not gonna just not play golf <laughs> right, because right. they're not members of Four Hills anymore, for example, right? Yeah, because they reach that age level, they're gonna go to Tanawan where it's cheaper. Or they'll join Sandir, or they'll join the deal at Twin. They're well, going to play golf, and they're going to spend money. Well, he and said you just it. lost He's, that. He just said, he told me, well, looks like I'm at Sandy and Santa Ana all the time now. Yeah. And I'm like, bang, there you go. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a weird deal. It's an aging demographic. You can both attest to that, yep, right? Yep, And unfortunately, the pandemic was what it was. One of the worst experiences probably most of us will ever endure. And I'm glad it's air quotes over. <laughs> um <laughs> But, you know, more to your point again about the, the more women in golf and these, more women came to the game of golf during the pandemic than ever. And it, since 2000, you know, the boom way back when this is more people are playing golf and I hope it continues. But yeah. it is an aging demographic and it needs to be more welcoming. And I go off and on. You talk about dress codes and all of those things. Make golf your thing. Have you been to that website yet? No. It's the PGA initiative. The Allied, Associ- uh, Allied Associations are co-op marketing. Make golf your thing. And it's trying to. It's really showing golf can be cool and fun. And yeah. can it be done in a t-shirt and jeans? Absolutely. Now again, there's those clubs that aren't going to allow it, which is but, fine. And or you have to have a collar shirt on, or and, and, and there's something different for everyone. But it, no, it, I, I, the demographic is changing, and it, it just needs to be more inviting and welcoming. And check that if you and the listeners make golf your thing. Look at it. It's pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty looking neat at movement. it right yeah, now. It's pretty cool. Um, hmm. Now I will say that like the collared shirt and the, the socks. People take it too far. But golf is the one sport where you're calling penalties on yourself, right? So you've, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to teach these kids the correct way to do it. Right. Correct. It's not all about winning because in golf, you lose way more than you win. <laughs> you know, I've been close. lucky enough to win a lot of golf tournaments, but I have still lost way more than I have won. <laughs> won. I mean, so you've just it, – it's, it's so – adjacent to life yeah no golf everything in golf directly correlates to everything in life so if if you teach them to do golf the right way and and so part of that is i'm not saying you don't let them play in joggers or whatever but teach them you know you're going to play golf this that's just nice let's look nice let's let's act nice let's be respectful you know, if you do something wrong, you apologize for it. Do you see that on a basketball court? No. Do you see that on a football hey, I field? Hit that out. I hit that out. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't touch it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. That went no. off him. Yeah. So <laughs> it, 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 there's a, you've got to have a, you've got to keep some of the, the old fashioned values, but at the same time, you've got to bring these people in. Well, and I think it's there's changed. There's a balance. The rules of yeah. golf are the rules of golf. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those yeah. things you have to follow. But. Uh, and, they're, and they're definitely, they've definitely gone in the direction to help that. Um, I don't necessarily know that those rules are the greatest for professional golf tournaments. I think maybe there should be two sets of rules, which also makes it difficult, I get. But 
um, you know, intent for a 10-year-old oh, yeah. is d- different than intent for Patrick Reed, right? Like, <laughs> we've, we've never talked about Patrick Reed. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> Patrick Reed. No, that's absolutely, you know, um, it's it's always great to talk to different people and kind of, in a, you know, with Derek being so high up in leadership, it's kind of cool to see that, you know, yeah, you know, you guys have a great vision at Santa Ana and Twin for, you know, what should be happening there and you guys... You know, you guys have soccer players stop by. It's just it, and I always like to see that. Like that, I'm like, that's awesome. I love yeah. to see that. You know, see kids, see older people, see whatever. And so um, that that's always for me. It's awesome to see that. Like, well, really good. Back in back when golf took off, when Tiger kind of started, and they built all these golf courses, and then they all closed down. Seems like they're going about it a different way now. They're not just building nilly-willy golf courses all over the place because that was a massive problem for golf. Mm-hmm. COVID saved golf massively in that <laughs> sure, aspect. It did. It did massively. <laughs> so let's hope they've learned from that and don't go too crazy. But the indoor stuff is taking off. I mean, yep. Grady's, for example, the store I'm doing, it's, it doesn't take as long. It's more fun. Uh, you can drink and eat. You know, it's... I'm going to tell you, just click. So I was in North Texas PGA two weeks ago at their awards dinner, and there's a gal that uh, I forget, a young professional. She won, um, I can't, was Merchandiser of the Year, and she gets them in talks. And she went through her full education, all three yeah. levels in 11 months. Jeez. Okay, Louise. but here's, here's was like a punch in the gut. Her, her entry into the game was Top Golf. How old does that make you feel? Top Golf yeah. hasn't been yeah. around that yeah. long, so she found the game via Top Golf. So you talk about indoor facilities and these different avenues and paths. Top Golf it had brought a professional to the game, and it's just it's 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 eye opening. It's changed. It's good, and it's it's great. It's it's it was needed. Who was no. the who was the first? There was a player a few years ago that won on the PGA Tour, and he was the first PGA Junior League player. To oh win, really? To win on the PJ. That's tour. interesting. I'll have to look I that up. Know. That's I awesome. Think, I, th- I think it was from PJ Junior. It was from one of the youth probably. programs. And he, I can't remember his name. I'd have to look that up. But That's probably we'll we'll have yeah. to uh, drive chip and putt. What's that gonna? What's that gonna? How's that gonna evolve? You know, That's I mean, another great program. You Augusta changed the scape of that in an instant. I oh, mean, easily. Is, yeah, I, which is you know, it's good to see that some of these big places get on board. And, you know, all that sort of stuff. Well, for someone like Augusta yes, to do that. The one. Is that should show everybody else these snooty places <laughs> where you went, Brook Hollow is one of the worst, right, in <laughs> yeah. Dallas. They are so snooty. I was lucky enough to work at, at the, the – they're still, don't get me wrong, they're still ridiculously expensive to join, and it's expensive, but the people are so great, right? Mm. You've got some of those places where it's like – no, we're we're not changing our values, and, and eventually they're going to have to. But for, for for but for Augusta to do something like that, I guarantee you those snooty places, are like ah, oh, you know, maybe yeah, they start maybe, looking at it. Maybe we should think sure. a little different about this. Yeah, you know, their women's amateur championship. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? Did you hear the rumor floating around that there was 200, 200 acres in Augusta that somebody bought? In really Augusta? near near yeah. There's chatter, and I I don't know. If, if it's associated huh. to another tour or, or if it's them or whatnot. But, yeah, Google it. There was uh, some rumors floating around online about 200 acres of land that was just purchased near 
near Augusta National. I wonder if that would be like the um, in Oklahoma, the Oak Tree National and then the Oak Tree Country Club. Oh, you've got the okay, one yeah. where the men can play mm. and then you've got the one yeah. that's the family one, you know? Huh. I wonder that's if it's something like that. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for today's show. Derek, thank you for joining us. Please reach out yeah, to Santa Ana Twin if you would like to volunteer. Please do. They need help, so let's let's make that happen. Jerome, um, I'm going to interrupt Jerome. Okay. Jerome and uh, David, you guys are killing it on this show. It's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. I really appreciate you. it. Thank you. We have what a good time. To promote our game and our that, profession yeah. and everything you all do, so thank you for doing this. I have to put thank up you. with David, but it's all good. Yep. All right. We'll see you again here next Saturday, 10 to 11. That'll do it for 8 Grades Golf Show. I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.